What is up, aka Patters? That is my Terminator intro. I hope you enjoy it. I am Peter A. DeLuca. I am your post. I'm your pop culture robot that is guiding you right now through the entire Terminator franchise outside of the novels and comic books. We are just mostly doing, or just solely doing, web series like today, TV series. That's right. People forget that Terminator had a live action TV series in 2009. And we're also detailing the movies. Now, my original intent was to lead into Terminator Dark Fate. And that's becoming increasingly difficult. I'll get into some details on that later in a little bit. But hey, let's hit that intro and talk the Sarah Connor Chronicles from Fox. Fox made a term. I'll say it again. Fox made a Terminator TV show. And most people forget about it. Just about everyone. I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, so I... <laughs> I just had to hit that point home. I had to hit the point that... The Terminator had a live-action TV series... That is completely forgotten. I mean, this is maybe forgotten more than the web series... And this is all around 2009. Uh, this was like a, a little bit of a forced renaissance of Terminator. And a lot of people were excited. You know, like I would say more people were excited for Terminator Salvation and Terminator Sarah Connor Chronicles than they were for Terminator Genesis and certainly Terminator Dark Fate. I think Terminator Dark Fate too. just uh, some people seemed a little burned out from the franchise. You know, like non-committal t- type stuff. Uh, you know, I think there's something when you have like a Harry Potter and you have a Lord of the Rings and even the Star Wars. And you know that the, um, you know, and I would say the Marvel Cinematic Universe falls victim to this. Uh, you know, victim in a good way. You know, it, it kind of creates a, a slave mentality within the audience. And they, you know, if the audience knows that the filmmakers in the studio and the talent around it are committed to future movies, then, you know, like, they'll they'll invest more into it. Now, this isn't always the case, but I just feel like Terminator uh, somewhat needed that. I think Terminator, uh, either Salvation, Terminator 3, Terminator Genesis, Terminator Dark Fate needed a quick sequel to uh, start happening. And I think every single time uh, these studios, when they go into the Terminator, they spend so much money. And you know, all all but one, all but Salvation, one. You know, got Schwarzenegger. You know, Schwarzenegger is going to take up a chunk of your budget, regardless. And it's like these films are so expensive to begin with. I mean, we're talking you know baseline two hundred million, if you're lucky. And it's kind of funny because these Terminator movies do have, each one has incredible special effects. I'm talking even going back to the 1984 Terminator. The modern day ones are just strictly spectacular. I mean, like, it's, it's, even when you watch Genesis, you know, that's going to be our next episode, 259. Genesis, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing what they do with, with these special effects. And... You know, this kind of leads into a trap because Terminator does take place modern day outside of salvation. So, 
why is it so expensive? Why is this? So, and you know, it's because the special effects aren't even to the level. I would even argue of a Transformers movie where, you know, a Transformers movie, every single frame, you have something that's very expensive, you know, special effects wise. Terminator, you you can you can get away with a lot, and that's very clear with the Sarah Connor Chronicles. I'm going full circle here. I had so many revelations. Why I roughly got through season one, and I'm not going to go into details and go into spoilers. Um, the whole series, if you subscribe to Amazon Prime, it's available on IMDb uh, streaming service with commercials. Then you don't you don't get too many commercials. And yet, yeah, you, you can start watching the series. I watched roughly 10 episodes. Episode, um, season one is nine episodes. And th- that was somewhat successful. It, it was averaging just about 1 million viewers. And the premiere episode premiered, I think, Sunday night. And then it moved to Monday. Monday. And season two got canceled because it was the audience got cut in half. And... But the funny thing is, though, I remember being around people when they were watching the show, and a lot of people around me seemed to enjoy it. They seemed to to like it, like the show from week to week. Now that doesn't mean it's a it's a great show. I don't have much of a mind when it comes to, um, like you know, when it comes to see, like this type of storytelling, this type of performance, this type of production. TV shows uh, kind of bore me. They frustrate me. Uh, it's hard for me to really get behind them. And there, there's all kinds of really good reasons for this. <laughs> mostly, m- mostly because uh, it, it, you know they're not very cinematic. And I love the the cinema within movies. I love the you know the quality of the music. I love this the quality of what's happening on the frame and even the performances and and you know like tv production is just a separate piece like it is some people have a mind for it they're drawn to it i'm not uh i this even goes with with streaming now like netflix and and uh, like i kind of want to watch the boys on amazon prime but i can't i just can't bring myself to i just can't bring myself to sit down and and watch 10 hours of something there's other things i'd rather do like this podcast like talking to you so what's the yeah so this series uh let me let's just break through a little bit of the plot because this series begins and it, it was a true got me it was a gotcha moment because they opened the series with uh a dream by Sarah Connor, which is in character, the character dreams, and uh, you know Terminator kills John Connor in school, and uh, you know I was almost like holy crap is because I I remember a lot of the advertising. If you look at the thumbnail for this episode, it's the advertising of the girl who was like part Terminator, and they were pushing that hard. They were pushing, um, you know, not your typical Terminator. Not your typical giant, you know, bodybuilder. They wanted something different, and so a lot of people, a lot of times, right now, like when people criticize Dark Fate as being woke, I'm not saying that the movie's not woke. I'm not saying that the movie may not have a agenda. Uh, I, I have yet to see it. I'm going to, uh, you know, reserve judgment on, on all of those in, until I see it. And keep in mind too, I, you know, just was a lot of the same attitude as Solo. And I just feel like Solo is not broke at all. 
I, I feel like the the biggest issue with Solo is the the droid uh, character, Lando's droid character, takes you a little bit out of the movie during a a critical escape action sequence. You know, the second critical escape action sequence of the movie. So you know, like it's not really that it, it, the droid did what it did. It's it, it's almost like the timing of it. You know, like it's just, and it does throw you off because there's even like logic at play, and that that's a lot of um what you know, a lot of the ideas about wokeness that frustrate people. It's a, it's it's a break in logic a lot of the times, and 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 our filmmakers and storytellers make these concessions to prove these other points that are are somewhat mute. They're somewhat meaningless because they're not a part of the narrative. They're not a part of the continuity. And no one is saying, like, don't invite these ideas into what we're seeing. You know, like, people just want it done uh, in a better way. I'll say that, you know. Uh, you know, woke entertainment needs to be better. It just needs to be entertaining. Uh, you know, like, I, I believe we're in the beginning phases of wokeness and entertainment. And, and we all know. Like, we all know what some of the narrative... Um, cliche cliches tropes we all know what to avoid we all know what to accentuate because it's still relatively new and i feel like that point needs to be made especially when it comes to terminator sarah connor chronicles because th this is essentially a woke show before woke was a thing so if we sit down and we watch it we we, we simply can enjoy it we can enjoy it because it it's just trying to be different that's all you know no agenda is trying to be different so you know, they, they push the female Terminator hard. So I'm watching the beginning of this movie. I mean, of, of this TV show. And I'm just saying to myself, I'm, I'm like, holy crap. Is the focus the girl Terminator? And they, they ignore John Connor? Which I wouldn't be surprised because, you know, they do challenge what you think you know about John Connor throughout the entire series. It's relatively common. Uh, you know, which makes some of these other movies very interesting. Now, the overall plot is, you know, we have a Terminator who manipulates a biochemist or a bioengineer to get different skins. So the Terminator can be different people. We, we have a army or multiple soldiers from the future sent into the past. And, you know, they're trying to find each other. One of them is David Allen Greer. I hope I'm remembering that name right from 9210 fame. Uh, he plays like the cousin or brother of Kyle Reese. Uh, Sarah Connor has an ex-fiance that is gang mingled. We have an FBI agent that is slowly realizing how how real uh, everything Sarah, uh, Sarah Connor spoke about is. Like how, how much of a reality it is. And we have other characters throughout the series who are slowly discovering Sarah Connor is not crazy. Sarah Connor is telling the truth. We have a constant portrayal of Sarah Connor. You know, somewhat in backstory of how crazy she is and how, you know, like how much stuff she blows up. Uh, Sarah is very dogmatic. Sarah uh, moves her son around uh, her and her son. This is a lot like T3 Rise of the Machines. They're they're wanderers. They're nomads. Uh, they go from town to town. They take on different jobs. They get by. So, you know, it's a great show because, you know, we're kind of watching the, the, the discovery of the truth of Sarah Connor in more than one way, more than one fashion. And it makes a very interesting narrative. It makes a very interesting thread. Uh, you know, I can't get into why parts of the show didn't hit. 
I just sometimes because it's TV, I'm a little bit extra bored. So maybe it just didn't measure up. Uh, it could have even came down to people just don't want it. You know, like maybe people would have, you know, like would have been better with a miniseries or, you know, like a, like a 10, but networks aren't built like that. Networks are built on multiple series. You know, they have to sell advertising. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a business first. So I don't really know what some of the disconnect is when it comes to Terminator. Sarah Connor Chronicles. Uh, I just know, <laughs> like I had a couple of revelations watching this and one of the, like one of the big revelations was this is next to star trek terminator is like the best science fiction story and franchise you could ever tell and you know because star star trek just does so much and star trek is diverse and even like star trek discovery being more action driven it can be thought-provoking it, it can be it can challenge you you know you can do religion in star trek uh, you know and and you can do all of these things too in Terminator. You can do most of that stuff in science fiction, uh, which makes it so different than horror. Which is why you know science fiction fans are so different than horror fans. And yeah, and and doing this back to back with the Thirty One Days of Dread, I'm very much seeing that. I'm understanding the mental model of both uh, fan bases. But yeah, so there's there's all this stuff, right? And Star Trek is just expensive. Star Trek is expensive to do. You need a room full of people. You know, like, you need special effects and you need a budget. Despite Terminator being so expensive, movie-wise, like, throughout its entire history, you know, outside Terminator 1984, we can go low-budget with Terminator and we can go high-budget with Terminator. That alone makes it one of the most unique franchises in history and it's funny how little the low budget part of the franchise the low budget feature of the franchise has been explored and i got a real sense of that when i was watching this show it was a, i don't want to say it was euphoric but it was very eye-opening it made me appreciate it so much more uh you know so what do I think of the plot? What do I think of the story? Look, you know, episode to episode, things move, you know, the chains move forward. Uh, FBI guy finds this. FBI guy gets caught in the fire. FBI guy, um, you know, confronts Sarah Connor. Sarah Connor's fiance confronts Sarah Connor. Uh, you know, we have, again, like talking about some of these science fiction themes within Terminator, our female Terminator is taking ballet lessons and she's struggling to become more human. She's struggling to have a soul. She's struggling, you know, to find herself where John Connor strictly speaks to her as if she's a machine. And, you know, and we have these ideas where, you know, the ter like the Terminators infiltrate, they get inside. And, you know, this is done with various levels of success you know like throughout the entire franchise because we really don't know <laughs> they say the terminators are infiltration units but they're more or less like you know they get inside of a base they, you know, they get inside of a fortress they get inside of something that's uh that's held up and they they burn it down to me that's what they that's what terminator always meant even from the first movie but now, you know, they're like undercover cops, you know, like, okay, they're undercover brother. So, you know, we have like the female Terminator, 
teenage girl gets friends with John Connor in the beginning. He's upset that he when he finds out that the girl he maybe kind of liked is a Terminator. So it, it's a little bit of that, okay? It, I don't think any of that takes away from the show, though, because it just takes the idea further. It takes it in, in a separate direction. And that is what you do with a science fiction franchise. You know, you, you cannot have strict continuity within Terminator because of the time travel. And, you know, this is a part of, like, what I mean about Terminator 2 T2. Um, Terminator 2 Judgment Day closes closes the loop. And every single thing we have after that, including Battle Across Time, which was made by James Cameron, you know, every single idea that they have for a T2 sequel is just an idea. It's a hypothesis. Uh, it's a theory. You know, it, it's, it's something put into action so we can hold it in our hand and then judge and judge like how well of a follow up it is or what they do. But in no way does it connect to the other ones. I think this the biggest issue with this show. It's too heavy. It's too heavy on the continuity. It really needed to separate itself because it, I said to myself a few times, if I didn't know Terminator as well as I do. I would not have picked up some of the the plot devices and the story elements, uh, the references. You know, like, they don't really give you a full explanation of who Sarah Connor is, who John Connor is. They don't give you a full explanation of the other movies. You know, you, they had to do it, or they should have retold those two movies uh, very early within the series, or they should have did something with it. If you were not aware of all the Terminator tropes and all the Terminator mythology and chron chronology, this show does fall flat in a lot of areas. It's hard to follow. That could be what eventually uh, led to the show's uh, downfall and disinterest. Or people just didn't want it. At the end of the day, they just didn't want a Terminator show. Not a big deal. But look, everyone, for AKA Pad's Audio Audacity podcast, find me on Twitter at AKA Pad. I am Peter A. DeLuca, and thank you so much for joining me. We're rocking and rolling here. Next up is Genesis, and getting to, real quick, Dark Fate. Dark Fate is nearly out of every single theater within Philadelphia. So, I'm not sure what to do. <laughs> I really don't know what to do. I don't know if I can watch the movie. So, the Dark Fate episode might just be like a Terminator, um, you know, like, I don't know. Uh, catch-up episode or something i don't know or like a terminator up until now or like a terminator dark fate box office analysis which is not pretty but i don't think anyone wants to listen to 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 that you know um like what are my overall views of terminator i couldn't make that the dark fate episode i don't know i'm a little upset by it but it just got destroyed at the box office and everyone's already moved on to to other movies and we're approaching award season so we're getting an influx of uh containers so we're, there's you know newer movies to divide the audience every single week to some of these smaller theaters and smaller screens so look um i'm gonna do my best i'm still gonna try and watch it so i'll keep you updated thanks for joining me rock and roll and until next time